0: the Great Escape. I'm author Suje Peterson. My co-host over here is author Michael Scott Clifton. Um, welcome to Book World. Today we're going to talk about The Elevator Pitch, but before we do, Mr. Mike has had a recent book launch, and for that recent book launch he has also had a Lone Star Literary Life book tour. Would you mind sharing how that went?
1: Sure. Uh, yeah, Lone Star Literary Life uh, has blog tours. Uh, what's unique about uh, Lone Star Literary Life is that they promote authors who have Texas Roots are Texas themes, some sort of Texas theme, uh, in, in books in the, in their books. And I've done, I think this is my fifth or sixth, uh, LS, uh, Lone Star Literary Life, uh, blog tour. Mm-hmm. And I like to do the review tours, which are kind of a combination of the blog and just and doing typical book reviews. And it started, uh, last Tuesday on the 10th and tomorrow is the, uh, is the last date of the tour and so far i've gotten stellar reviews for my new book release pringle prawn which i'm very pleased about in fact mm-hmm. i'm real pleased with a lot of the comments from uh, bloggers many of whom have reviewed many many books and you're veteran bloggers and reviewers and cj your blog shelf life blog was on there as well and yeah, i do, do appreciate like that, that.
0: Um, the beauty of a Lone Star Literary Life book blog tour is regardless of whichever one you do it through Lone Star, you do a giveaway. So for those readers who are interested, there are giveaways. So like you said yesterday, it was on my Shelf Life blog. Um, it doesn't matter which blog you click it on. As long as they're somewhere in the tour, you can still enter the giveaways and you have till Friday for yours. Correct?
1: Um, I think it ends when the tour ends, which would be. usually ends
0: the Friday at midnight after the tour. Okay.
1: Okay. And so that would be this Friday, tomorrow Thursday. That's right. Tomorrow Thursday is the last tour day, or tour stop, mm-hmm. and then midnight Friday the uh, giveaway book uh, giveaway uh, ends as well. And uh, all you have to do is on any of the stops along. Mm-hmm. There, I think there's fourteen or fifteen uh, blog stops. Uh, is just enter to for the giveaway. I mean, there's really nothing to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, giving away a signed copy of Pringle Prawn, uh, giving away an Amazon gift card, and giving away a couple of uh, uh, Pringle Prawn ebooks. So, uh, you know, and, and it costs nothing. And uh, all you have to do is enter for the giveaway. And uh, that's
0: really cool because you get to learn more about the author, you get to learn about the books. And like I said, any reader would appreciate the fact that you can get free stuff.
1: Nothing wrong with that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially nowadays.
0: Yep. So, <laughs> what did you do this last weekend?
1: Well, uh, I'm working on my, going on my third week of having a injured back. And so I've been very limited in a lot of things I can do. But the last day or two, the proverbial light at the end of the uh, rainbow uh, was finally, or end of the tunnel, I should say, uh, finally broke out because I was able to sort of function normally for the first time in a long time. Oh, nice. And, And I'm... I like to work out in the garden. You know, we've had some really decent weather for the last couple of weeks and it's hard to be able to have to sit inside and not be able to get out and do anything because we all have fall chores uh, uh, that we have to get done before winter sets in. And so I've been kind of, um, you know, schlepping along with that. Uh, Do have a e-reader book promo, which will ironically uh, be next week. Actually, the day after uh, this, the last day of the uh, Lone Star Book Blog Tour I didn't plan it that way. This is just when they they set it up, and uh, also another blog tour. I mean, another uh, promo uh, on twenty fourth and uh, CJ. It's a great books, great deals, which I know you've used them
0: mm-hmm.
1: on, on book promos as well. And uh, really, I don't have any book events until the first of November, first week in November when. The Tyler Comic Con will be going on at the uh, Cascades Event Center in Tyler, Texas. And then the following weekend, the Deck the Halls uh, annual event, which the Mount Pleasant Chamber or the Titus County Chamber of Commerce puts on at the Titus County Civic Center in Mount Pleasant. So that'll be on a Friday and a Saturday. And I believe those dates are uh, the 17th and 18th of November. And the Longview, I mean, the Tyler Comic Con is uh, November 4th and 5th. So uh, if you're in the area and uh, you want some, some, some signed copies of books, and, of course, there's all, all other great people that are there, all sorts of artists and uh, gifted artisans, you know, in other areas as well at these Comic-Cons, you know, it's a great place to go and maybe get some gifts for Christmas early.
0: Definitely. It's super fun for that sort of stuff. Um, so do you, what bookshows do you have left for the year?
1: Uh, i have of course the tyler comic-con the uh the uh, deck the halls event and then in november uh the abilene comic-con which is an abilene obviously on saturday and sunday december 2nd and 3rd the longview art walk is the following tuesday Uh, normally they have it on thursday but it uh it's actually um had to be moved back because of a, a conflict. So it'll be Tuesday from five to eight in downtown historic downtown Longview. And after that, I'm, you know, unless I find something else to do, I'll be, you know, coasting to Christmas.
0: Well, for me, what I have coming up is on Wednesday, October 25th, I will be on meet the author podcast with Rob and Joan Carter. I'm super excited about that that will be at 6 p.m central time 7 p.m eastern time for those are in that time zone um on november 10th friday at 10 o'clock i'll be on dc gomez's inside the minds of authors both of them i'll be talking about my latest release from september which is tested by fire where a fire marshal falls in love with an arsonist before he realizes she's the arsonist um, this last weekend, we went down to Purgatory Scream Park for Magic Making Mischief, where I was a zombie Merida.
1: That's all <laughs> the fun. pictures.
0: It was super fun. So, it like, glass, I had, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I had scars going here and here, you know, the latex scars because I got killed by a bear because that's Merida's thing. Um, we had so much fun. It was super fun. Um, one thing I realized when we got out of the car is, um, up here, we don't have as much, um, Humidity as down there. And I did not miss that any little bit of <laughs> the car. I'm like so, <laughs> do not miss that at all. Um, but in mentioning the um tagline, so to speak, like yours, like I said, mine is testify by fires where fire marshal falls in love with an arsonist before he realizes she's the arsonist. And then yours is move over Tinkerbell, there's a new ferry in town. That is not quite the same thing as an elevator pitch. What's an elevator pitch, Mike?
1: An elevator pitch is, uh, you know, for example, if you got on an elevator and you're going from one floor to the next, you have that amount of time to tell the, a person on the elevator with you what your book's about, you know, mm-hmm. and that's roughly been construed, I've heard, to be about 50, about 30 seconds, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so it's really just, it's a short pitch. Here's what my book's about. And uh, and when you have powerful short elevator pitches, um, you know, they're very effective in catching a potential reader's attention uh, without overwhelming them with with verbiage and basically giving away the whole plot line, which, by the way, I've been guilty of, especially when I was first starting out. So, uh, you know, (laughs) if the old adage about uh, the best experiences is the ones you do the wrong way, well, mm-hmm. then I'm an expert on, on things like that. So yeah, it's just a short description. Uh, uh, Cause you know, the way it normally works, especially if you're in a physical location like we often are where you have your books out and they see the book cover and, and that sort of thing. And you know, you have that long of time to give them your pitch. Hey, this is what my book's about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the more effective it is, the more interesting you can make it. it is, I guess I've said this before, but if you can take a paragraph mm-hmm. and you can tell in one sentence what the paragraph is about, that's a good elevator pitch. If you can take a full page of writing mm-hmm. and condense it into a paragraph of what the page was about, that's an elevator pitch. So, Short- for example... To the-
0: yeah. So, for example, I have what's known as the Team Angel series that consists of the standalone um, Strength from Within, the series Grace Restored series, the Holy Family Trilogy, the Divine Legacy series, and Christmas Angels, which is a short story. But that's about 13 or 14 books. Um, so what, how I condense that down the elevator pitch for that is the underlying group within those is the angels, which stands for available to nurture God's eternal love. They get their summons from Michael, the archangel who ships them out in the world to help people. Now in this, the spiritual realm crosses into the physical. So where there's dark, there's light where there's angels, there's demons. That's the elevator pitch for 13 books. And the idea is to get at a point enough to pique their interest, like you said, without giving away too much. So when you can do that and you've done it well, when you have multiple books or multiple series, you're able to share what each of those are about without taking like literally hours to talk about all of your books and potentially boarding the reader out of their mind. (laughs) The other thing it's good for is for interviews. So because I have 19 novels I have like short elevator pitches for each of them or even just the taglines for them. It's enough that I can tell people about them without their eyes glazing over, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) which is the idea. And when you can do that and you can do it well, you can do it for things, like I said, for interviews. You can do it for book shows. You can do it for even when you're speaking and you're using your series as an example. You can use that. So the idea is um, to get it, down enough that you can get everything across to mommy says hi hi mommy Um, everything across but not give away way too much of the storyline so it it gets fun so for example again my sands of time trilogy i say that's where it's kind of like stranger things minus the mind flyer meets x-men you know that's not a tagline but that's that's enough for them to go oh hey yeah i know those two that sounds kind of cool tell me more and that's what you want them to do is say tell me more when you can get them to do that then you know that you've got it
1: and a, an elevator pitch is not regurgitating the back cover summary of your book oh, no. uh, and that and again I have to raise my hand learn that the hard way and uh yeah so you know if 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 it's if that's what you use for an elevator pitch, all you need to do is hand on the book and say, Here, look at the back, and this is what it's about. You know, but but it's not the same thing. It's it's the condensed version. And your back cover summary is a condensed version of your book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, elevator yeah. pitch is a condensed version of the condensed summary of your book. And it's
0: like I try to cut authors who words is how we function down from their manuscript to a 250 word summary down to a 75 word for Ingram, down to a elevator pitch, and then further down to a 10 word sentence for a tagline.
1: And it is not easy. Okay. and I I will say Testament. I can I can testify that it is not easy uh, to take, let's say you have, a book, the word count of which is between sixty and eighty thousand, which mm-hmm. is fairly normal. There's sometimes there's a little less verbiage, or sometimes a bit more, mm-hmm. but it's tough to have to reduce into a you know a thirty second or less elevator pitch what that sixty to eighty 000, 60, 000 to thousand word count novel is all about, and it, it is it is. Speaking strictly for me, CJ, is it has never been easy for me on any book that I've ever written, regardless of the word count. It's just Mm -hmm. not easy. The back cover summary is not easy. Uh, Taglines don't come easy to me, and the thirty-second elevator pitches they don't come easy either. And I have found, unfortunately, that there are there are people who have a gift who are writers, you know, authors who just, you know, they have a gift for that. They have an art for that. They just have a feel for being able to do, you know, very effective uh, brief summaries, long summaries, and elevator pitches. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just not among their number. I have to, you know, I have to work at it. It's, it's, it's just not easy, except I've learned, you know, some of the basic things, which is you've got about 30 seconds and don't, just don't recite your back cover summary mm-hmm. Uh, because you're not doing an elevator pitch and you're basically giving in the pack cover summary.
0: Mm-hmm. And the idea is to memorize it because you never know when you're going to be in the elevator with say a producer or a director or somebody who sees your book and says, Hey, what's that about? And you may make a connection or they know of somebody who may be looking for something along those lines. And that's the reason for the quote unquote elevator pitch. Um, but we all have our different ways of doing them. So, for example, for me, I usually do my summaries somewhere about the middle of the book. I get a feel for it enough to put it on there. Um, and then for the breakdowns where I have problems, where you go from the 250 words to the 75 words because you got to mm-hmm. condense that sucker down. Oh, yeah. And then and then like the, just the one sentence. Like, what happens when a fire marshal falls in love with an arsonist before he realizes she's the arsonist? Uh, for chain reaction. Um, will Trip and Tori be able to change the family line without erasing themselves? It's a time travel book. So you never know um, what's going to stick and what doesn't. And that's the beauty also. of The elevator pitch is you can practice it at say book shows or comic cons or wherever you're selling your book. You can kind of practice it and kind of put a few things through there and see what piques people's interests. You know, yeah. what is it like out there enough that, you know, okay, people might get this over this. They might understand this over that. And when you figure that out, then you can figure out your elevator pitch a whole lot quicker.
1: And I've learned, we've both done numerous book events and I have learned um, over the course of the past seven, eight years now of doing multiple book events in various venues uh, that there is an opportunity to tell a potential customer or or book lover more than just what an elevator pitch uh, reveals mm-hmm. and um, and generally you get a feel for that once you start doing that for a while because uh, for example, they just give tells or clues, well, tell me what your book's about. If people are actually asking you that, mm-hmm. uh, more ninety percent of the time they want a little bit more or they, they would be happy to have more than just your elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you you get a feel for things like that. And I found, uh, again, you know, having done these this for a while now, um, selling books directly to the public at these book events, is that I've probably sold as many books by going into greater detail once I'm sure that the person, you know, is interested in it. Than just doing a simple elevator pitch, but the elevator pitch, unless you know your customer or they've given some sort of teller clue that they're you know they're not just they want to hear a little bit more, is to go with your elevator pitch, and that's the safe, easy, and effective way to sell your book um, to virtually anybody that's a book lover. You know, Mm -hmm. you said it. You said it as well, C.J. Don't don't make the mistake of Which again, I've done that of uh, when you start to see their eyes glaze because you're going on and on. You know, okay, you you know, back up elevator pitch.
0: Mm
1: (laughs) You
0: know, well, and here's the deal too: is that um, it's kind of like fishing. You know, when you got them on the hook, you're going to put a little more attention on it to get it in, but you don't want to put too much onto the line; it's going to stamp. So you don't want to give them too much information or like you said, their eyes are going to glaze and they're going to be gone. It's the same thing with writing a book. That first, that first page, you have to be able to catch them with a hook to go, okay, I want to know more. What happened? How did they get here? What, what's going to happen next? And that's part of being a good writer. You have to be able to figure that stuff out. You have to be able to gauge people out and the only way you are going to do that is to get out to the public i made so many mistakes when we first went out it wasn't even funny i cannot tell you how fast i talked for the first time i was video interviewed by somebody i don't even know that i could have translated it so a lot of it comes with time and it comes with practice so don't sell yourself short don't put too much pressure on yourself it's kind of like cooking you know, you got to put stuff on there and see what works. Sometimes certain things work and you put a little too much salt in it and you got to pull back. Sometimes you put um, not enough seasoning and you got to put a little bit more. So you never know. And you kind of got to gauge it by being at it a little bit more. So one of the first things I do when I ask people is, do you like to read? Because if they don't like to read, then mm-hmm. they're in yeah. the wrong yeah. table. The next question is, what do you like to read? Because I'm not going to tell you about my historical fiction if you are only into like paranormal. I'm not going to tell you about my historical fiction if you like fantasy. I'm not going to tell you about my fantasy if you only like historical fiction. Um, The other thing I do is I've already gone around the room and talked to all the authors to figure out what they write. And if it's something different than mine that I don't have that that person wants, I will send them over there. And hope that they have their elevator pitch ready. Um, so, when you get it and figure out what they like, then you tell them about your books. And like you and I both have quite a few books out there, you have to determine which one may be their best fit, and you have to do it quickly.
1: It's funny. I'm just laughing because you mentioned, you know, uh, that you were talking so fast, you know, when you first started out, and. It reminded me of like again when I first started and I'm thinking okay if if you're putting a 30 second elevator pitch the whole point of it is to get to the point in as brief a time as you can and straightforward a minute so if you're talking a thousand words a minute you know well here's what my book said so let me tell you everything about it you know and you and you're 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 putting in, you know, pages of information in that 30-second time frame, A, they probably don't understand you, and B, you're actually making it, you know, it'd be better if you didn't say anything at all, but I have done that as well, Try to, well, if I speak faster and talk faster, I can tell them more about it in a shorter period of time, which may be true, but it's actually having the opposite effect. So, you know, uh, been there, done that, and I testify to it doesn't work, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and
0: so you have to have your elevator pitch, but you also have to have the after elevator pitch. Some people have memorized their elevator pitch and they've got it to the right speed yeah. and everything. But when someone says, let me tell you about more, you're like, yeah. or you verbally vomit your entire book. So you need to be very careful and make sure that you kind of have it already in the back of your head. that Okay, if they ask more, this is what I want to give them. This is what I want to reveal. This is what I don't want to reveal. And so you kind of already have to mentally prepare for all of the above.
1: You know, one of the things you mentioned earlier, CJ, uh, there's a difference in your approach to your elevator pitch to standalone novels as opposed to a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what I have done with series is, um, and it could have been because, like I said, uh, brevity is not one of my strong points. <laughs> work at it.
0: was the one who wrote the one million words manuscript.
1: <laughs> right. That's right. I, so there's evidence right there. Uh, but what I decided is uh, I have, a, you know, four book fantasy series called conquest of the veil. And so I decided uh, after much back and forth experimentation, you know, and just like I said, falling flat on my face, getting people interested, et cetera, et cetera. But what I decided to do is I would concentrate on what the first book is about and and because the first book is going to lead into the rest of the book and all the elements that you will find in every book that follows is going to be introduced uh in 99 percent of the time in the first book so that's what i decided to do is i'll i will tell them what the first book is is about and um and and i thought and that's been effective for me it, it's uh, i sold a lot of books that way and in, in-person in uh book events and so I think that works, but you know, again, I'm not the most talented person when it comes to these to condensing, uh, you know, like a, your case, you know, would you say 23 books in the series? I uh, 13
0: never, or 14. 13 yeah. or
1: 14. I can't do that. I just don't have that in me. I'm not. I don't have that gift. So others may, like yourself, C.J., it may be easier for you to give a A condensed overview of the entire series but as for me i just i'm just not that talented so i i decided to just concentrate on the first book and let the chips fall as they may
0: i mean and even then you can say and the battle continues on in the rest of the stories
1: right right
0: so that's 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 kind of where you have to determine for yourself what you can remember and what you want to reveal and what you don't want to reveal And that that's part of the trick is figuring that out. Um, So any final advice for any of those who are making their elevator pitch?
1: Well, practice it, you know, Uh, if you've got a friend or a loved one, you know that you can practice it. That'll give you a honest, you know, evaluation. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it helps to do that ahead of time Uh, and get it straight in your mind. Once you've gone over it, it's like uh, being in a play, practicing your lines. Okay. Mm -hmm. Once you, once you get it down, uh you know it's easier each time it becomes easier the only thing i would caution on that uh cj and and i'm i'm sure you know exactly what i'm talking about you still have to have emotion behind what you're saying if you're if you're if you're toneless and it's like you're just repeating verbatim something like you're reading from like a, a chinese fortune cookie uh you know uh uh you know chinese you know like the uh your fortune that you get from a chinese fortune cookie the readers i mean the potential readers pick up on that it's boring so it doesn't matter how, how well you've condensed it you have to have emotion and life to it so just don't just don't be don't be so rote like that the person you're talking to picks up on that quickly
0: right and if you talk with your hands normally and you have some motion and fluctuation within your voice you mm-hmm. have to do so otherwise right. talking like this will totally make them lose their heads and walk away um, but some of us are more animated than others and we just, you know, it's natural for me. Um, the, my former was always practice, practice, practice. And that's always in the back of my head is practice, practice, practice. And when you can do that and do it well, um, another, you, you do a lot better with it. Um, and it may sound robotic for a little bit, but that's because you have to get it into your own head. Um, timing, use a timer stopwatches are on phones and watches. Now feel free to time yourself and take a look at the timer and see if you can get it down. Um, Another thing I like to do, and it's the way that my brain operates is that I cannot have the entire thing. I can't have somebody give me instructions or directions because then I'll be remembering my head. Oh gosh, did I say this? Did I say that? Did this come out? Did that come out? So for me, a lot of times I like to talk to the person and find out who they are and what they like. And then I can talk to them a little bit better and help them understand what it is that's within the book. So I have my elevator pitch because I don't know you quick enough in an elevator. But if you want me to tell you more,
1: mm-hmm.
0: tell me a little bit about yourself. You now find out who they are and what they like to read and why they like to read what they like to read. And you might be able to help them out. And maybe even sometimes I've done that. And I was talking about one series and I ended up talking to them about another. Like you will like this, but I think you might like this one better now that I'm talking to you a little bit more. So talk to them, find out what it is that they like, find out what it is that they love to read. Um, Why do they like to read it? Sometimes people just like creepy. Sometimes people are like rom-com fans, big time. Sometimes they're, they like historical fiction because they're history buffs. You never know what it is, but you know, figure it out. And you kind of do that by talking to them. If you stay in your little shell, hide behind your table, which I did. I <laughs> own that when I first started, you're not going to get anywhere and no one's going to get your work if they don't know who you are. So make sure to take that. Um, so next week, I'm pretty excited. We're going to be talking about chapter and paragraph length. Well, I know that sounds a little tedious it can make all the difference in the world. It's kind of like the difference between the elevator pitch versus the summary. So make sure to tune in next week, same time, same sandbox, so to speak, at one o'clock central time. Um, we will catch you then. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.